Welcome back to the Scored Sports Podcast. On this podcast, Lane Frank, we're in episode 136. Yes, sir, 136 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. What a week one. We had in the NFL, another great week college football, week two, a lot going on in the tennis world right now. The U.S. Open just ended, NBA, FIBA World Basketball Cup just ended, so much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 136. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 136, how we always do, with our headlines in the NBA. Not too much going on in the NBA right now. Damian Lillard saga, really the only thing that has been going on these past few months of the offseason. I thought there was a very high chance he'd be traded in the month of August. Didn't happen. Month of July, I thought he'd be traded. Didn't happen. And now we're at September. Will he get traded to the Miami Heat? I don't know the answer to that. So that's about for news in the NBA right now. Obviously, FIBA World Cup just ended. I guess you could talk about that. Germany took a dub over Serbia to win the FIBA World Cup. USA. Places fourth, doesn't medal, the second straight FIBA World Cup. Something to look out for right there. But NBA players across the world are saying, hey, let's go represent USA at the next Olympics. That could be exciting right there. Maybe LeBron James, a farewell at the Olympics for Team USA next summer. Let's move to the NFL. Like I said, we had action-packed week one. But the main storyline coming out of the NFL in week one is Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles four plays in to the new season. This is heartbreaking. For the New York Jets, and this is heartbreaking for football fans all across the world. We're going to talk about it a lot during this episode, but I want to talk about Jets, how resilient they were to win that game, Zach Wilson to win that game, throw that good pass to Garrett Wilson. I know he didn't play well. He didn't play well at all, but they won that game. And he did just enough to get them there. And for the Bills, unacceptable. You cannot put up 16 points when you have a top five offense, a top five team in general. Defense was good. Bring up against Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Bills need to be a little bit better, in my opinion. What a win that is for the New York Jets. Detroit Lions, they might have the best win of the week as well, winning by one point over the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football. Credit that to Kadarius Tony having a few drops, a few drops that led to a pick six. Patrick Mahomes played well, but you're without your star tight end and your best player in defense, Chris Jones. But still, great win for Dan Campbell and these Lions right here. Miami Dolphins, they won 36-34 over the Los Angeles Chargers. And it's always the same thing that I say about Tua Tagovailoa. Everyone likes to say, oh, you know, he's a great player. Tua can do this, he can do that. All Tua really has to do is get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. They have Jalen Waddle, they have Tyreek Hill. Those are two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Get the ball into their hands. You're going to win a football game. That's all Tua really is to do. Don't make turnovers. Get the ball into their hands. That's all they did right there. That's why they won the game. So it's not so much of Tua playing great. It's more of the playmakers making some plays for him. Tua, so let's get the ball there, though. I applaud Tua for that game. Dolphins win that game over the Chargers, 36-34. to Bryce Young had an interesting NFL debut. Didn't play so great. I like to talk about fantasy a little bit on here. Eight fantasy points. That's not really what you want to see out of Bryce Young. I saw a little bit of that issue of, obviously, his height being an issue. Can you see perfectly over that offensive line? Don't really know. Bryce Young did not play well in his NFL debut. First Atlanta Falcons, that's what they lost. For the Falcons side, thanks. That's a good one for you right there. The Browns, they got a great win over the Cincinnati Bengals, 24-3. Very impressive right there by the Cleveland Browns when that was the Cincinnati Bengals. I picked that. I said, Joe Burrow, not going to do so great if he even plays. He did play. He didn't do great. T. Higgins didn't play well at all. No catches, no targets, no receptions. Jamar Chase couldn't do much without Joe Burrow playing well. So yeah, this Bengals team, if they don't have their money man, Joe Burrow, on point, I don't see them winning many games because this offense is good with Joe Burrow on. 
they're absolutely horrendous when Joe Burrow's off. In this defense, same thing. If you can get touchdowns, then maybe the defense will do well. They get breaks, they get this, they get that. Without those breaks, without Joe Burrow scoring touchdowns, this team is about nothing in my opinion. So yeah, a little bit disappointing right there. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the Brown side of things, it's a good game for you right there. The Steelers, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Tough loss for you right there. I thought it'd be a close game. I thought it could be the best game of the week. No. 49ers, shut that out of the gate. Mike Tomlin, got some things to work on. All hype back. Can he pick it this offseason? I want to see if he can live up to it during the season. Week one had no showing of that, in my opinion. For the Packers, they had a great way to start their season. Jordan Love played amazing. They defeat the Bears. Keep it on that legacy of destroying the Bears, even after the Aaron Rodgers era. And they're looking better than the Jets right now. No Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. Jordan Love for the Packers. He played great. I think Jordan Love gets way too much hate just because of the preconceived notion that, oh, he's going to be a bust because he was taken way too early in the draft, way too early in Aaron Rodgers' career for them to be drafting quarterback. I think that's why people are always upset at Jordan Love. I've always liked Jordan Love. I thought he'd be a great quarterback. And this pick is starting to pay off you a little bit right here. The Raiders, they got a good win over the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos trying to be a little too bold. Onside kick of the first played game doesn't really work out. They're trying to be a little too much, in my opinion, when you're about nothing. You don't have that many good pieces. You have Russell Wilson, and that's about it. And are we considering Russell Wilson a strong piece? I don't know. Sean Payton got some things to figure out. That's probably for the headlines in the NFL. Smurts the MLB, an interesting week. Obviously, Matt Olson hits his 51st home run this season, tying the Braves' all-time record. Can he get to 60 for the end of the season? Leave your answer on that in the comments section. But Rangers pitcher Max Scherzer done for the season after an injury. Looks all but certain that the Mets have won this deal for Max Scherzer right now. Max Scherzer in his last start before this gave up seven runs. The guy the Mets got in return for Max Scherzer hit two home runs in double A that night. Luis Angel Cunha, brother of Ronald Cunha Jr. So hey, maybe these Mets moves weren't so bad after all. Max Scherzer done for the season. And now for tennis in the U.S. Open, Novet Djokovic puts down the phone against Ben Shelton, wins that match in the semifinals, and destroys... Daniil Medvedev in the final of the U.S. Open. Go, you could say, 24 Grand Slams, most of all time. That's probably the headlines this week. Now, scored sports, NFL game day. We had a pretty good week last week. Wasn't perfect, though. Let's go perfect this week on NFL picks. Let's hop into it. First one, Jets versus Cowboys. Zach Wilson, like I said in the headlines, didn't play. So great last week, but let's see how he does this week. Reese Hall had a few good runs, still recovering off that ACL injury, almost broke one for about 70-yard touchdown, got stopped short, but still, Reese Hall had some good runs. Dalvin Cook really was their number one rusher, played pretty well, and that defense still on fire. But for the Dallas Cowboys, their defense was the best defense that NFL has seen in months, years, whatever it might be. That was an amazing performance. A 40-0 shutout, a block kick touchdown, a shutout. That's impressive doing the NFL, especially against a team that just made the playoffs last year in the New York Giants. Mikey Parsons played great. So many sacks. The defensive line was great. The safeties were great. The special teams was great. Dak Prescott did what he needed to do, even though I think he's holding this team back. Tony Pollard played pretty well. So let's take Dallas Cowboys in a close one over New York Jets. I love this Jets team, but I like this Cowboys team more. Let's go Cowboys over New York Jets. Dolphins versus Patriots. Dolphins? You can't do what you just did against the Los Angeles Chargers because Bill Belichick's defense is not going to allow Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall to get open for that many yards. So you got to improvise. I think they do improvise well in this one. Matt Jones, Ramon J. Stevenson, I think they play well, not well enough to get a win. Let's go Dolphins over the Patriots on Sunday. Raiders versus Bills. Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, what can he do? Because you got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers more. Josh Jacobs, 19 carries, but only had 48 yards. That's what happens when you miss a whole entire training camp and then decide to come back a week before week one happens. So let's exclude him from this whole entire equation. 
Devonta Adams, nine targets. I want to see Devonta Adams getting over 10, tar 10 targets every single game in this offense. I want to see this defense doing even better than they did last week. They won this game last week against the Broncos, but I want to see them do even better. I don't think that can happen. I have the Bills winning this one over the Raiders. Josh Allen showed some flashes last week, but three interceptions is three interceptions. Doesn't do that again this week versus the Raiders. They win this one. Let's go Bills over the Raiders. Ravens versus Bengals. Give me Bengals in this one. I think the Bengals cover after a week one loss last week. I think the Bengals, Joe Burrow, finally gets some things going. He's probably super fired up at practice this week saying, hey, Joe Mixon, you got to play better. T. Higgins, you got to play better. Jamar Chase, got to play better. We all have to play better. It's on me. Joe Burrow realized that, in my opinion. Joe Burrow leads the Bengals to a win over Baltimore Ravens. I wasn't so impressed with the Baltimore Ravens, especially without J.K. Dobbins after he tore his Achilles, only winning 25-9 to against arguably the worst team in the NFL. Little bit unimpressed, in my opinion, by the Baltimore Ravens. They lose this one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs versus Jaguars, rematch of last year's AFC Divisional title. Can the Chiefs go 0-2 to start their season? I say no. I like the Chiefs in this one over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence played very well last week, and they're still a playoff team, in my opinion. Not even playoff caliber. They will make the playoffs, and they have a very high chance to win that division, the AFC South. But give me the Chiefs over the Jaguars in this one. 49ers versus Rams. Kyle Shanahan has always had Sean McVay's number. That continues in this one. I like this Rams squad. I really do. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, they all played great last week, looking like them Super Bowl selves in 2021-2022. I just don't see them winning this game. 49ers, my Super Bowl pick. Let's ride out with it. Niners over the Rams. Saints versus Panthers, Monday Night Football. This is the first of two Monday Night Football games. I like the Saints in this one. They torch Bryce Young. Demario Davis plays great. Derek Carr plays well. Just waiting for Alvin Kamara to get back from suspension. They still run the ball well. Chris Olave plays well. Let's go Saints over the Panthers, saying Bryce Young to 0-2 on his young NFL career. Browns versus Steelers for the last game on this list. Let's go with the Browns winning this win over the Steelers. They start out 2-0. Steelers start out 0-2. That's scary for you right there if I'm Mike Tomlin saying, hey, my winning streak record in danger now. Down 0-2. Kenny Pickett hasn't been so great. We're down 0-2. Got some things to figure out after this week after you lose to the Browns in my opinion. For the Browns, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, it's a good win for you right here. That's about Squared Sports NFL Game Day. Leave your thoughts and picks in the comments. Now, top five. Let's talk a little bit of baseball. But really, the only baseball you get out of this episode, obviously football-led, college football, and NFL. But still, got top five MLB teams heading into playoff season, you could call it. Number five, the Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies, in my opinion, they're tough. They are great. They don't have a great record because some of my honorable mentions would have been, say, Seattle Mariners, Blue Jays, and Tampa Bay Rays. Those teams aren't on here. My top five starts out with the Philadelphia Phillies because this team made the World Series last year. They're going to have the whole entire city of Philadelphia behind them. I don't think any other team that will be can say that. Everyone in our city wants us to win. Everyone in our city is a diehard fan. They want us to win outside of the Philadelphia Phillies. You got a great lineup of Kyle Schorber when he's on fire, like he was in the playoffs last year, Brandon Marsh, Bryce Harper, J3 Muto, and many other guys that I didn't mention. So the Philadelphia Phillies, even a good pitching rotation of Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, a few other guys, they're number five for me. Number four, a team you don't want to see in the playoffs, the Baltimore Orioles. Especially if they get Felix Bautista back. Felix Bautista, their shutdown closer, has been injured. They've kind of been a little bit downhill since then. But today, they got great news. John Means, their former ace, came back for his first start of the season. Let's see how they approach that little situation going into playoff. That's an added arm inside rotation. That's just a big boost right there. John Means going over Back to the uh, Baltimore Orioles after Tommy John surgery. Number four, Baltimore Orioles. Number three, Houston Astros. Astros, 
Same thing as the Phillies. Don't have the greatest record, but definitely a team you don't want to face in the playoffs, any round of the playoffs, because they've all been there before. Every player in that squad has been to a World Series, been to a playoff game, done this, been there, done that. Dusty Baker, been there, done that many times. Number three, Houston Astros. Number two, Los Angeles Dodgers. They make everybody better. Everybody, they get better. They have so many veterans in this roster. Veterans who are hungry to win a World Series. Lance Lynn, Jason Hayward, other guys that are hungry to win a World Series. That Julio Urias is going to be tough, but still. Two, Los Angeles Dodgers. And number one, the Atlanta Braves, everybody. They're the full package. Amazing infield, amazing outfield, great pitching, great defense. What more could you ask out of this team? Nothing. They're number one, best team that will be, Land Braves. That's my top five this week. Now, did you know this six-day note? It's kind of a sad one, or a good one, however you want to take it. The Atlanta Falcons are above 500, 1-0, for the first time since 2017, everybody. It's been six years since the Atlanta Falcons have had a winning record, more wins than losses. That's what'll be crazy me, in my opinion. And the only one to know, Atlanta Falcons above 500 for the first time since 2017. Didn't know that? Leave it down in the comments section. That's about Did you know this week? Now, my spotlight for this week is on nobody but New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. If you didn't know what happened on Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers, say you were running a little bit late, get home, say, you know, 10 minutes after Monday Night Football starts, you're saying, hey, why do I see Zach Wilson on the field right now? That's what I was thinking. I saw the game and I said, whoa, why do I see Zach Wilson in a New York Jets uniform, not preseason, on the field right now? It is because Aaron Rodgers... Three plays in to his New York Jets career, tears his Achilles. Not time we didn't know his torn Achilles. It took him a few seconds to get from the sack. You know, you're saying, ah, oh, regular sack, you know, terrible play by the offense line. He'll get up. We'll be fine. Maybe recoup next drive. No, no, no. That was it. Maybe ever for the Aaron Rodgers New York Jets era. And that's pretty sad. Now, Robert Sala said today, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will retire. I don't think so. He's not like that. But can he come back? 40 years old from a torn Achilles, and still be that Aaron Rodgers type of guy? I don't know the answer to that. For Zach Wilson, this is a golden opportunity. Be that number two pick, Zach Wilson, that we all want you to be. That I said you could be. That I said, hey, Zach Wilson, your story doesn't have to end like this. You don't have to be a bust. Change your story. Let's see if you can change it, because he's going to get golden opportunity of if he plays well, 18, 17, start games. Maybe even more if he goes into the playoffs. But for Aaron Rodgers... This was probably the most hype we've seen out of an NFL team, NFL quarterback in years. You get the hard knocks, that builds up even more hype. Just for all to crumble down, you don't see situations like this. The only other situation I could think of that was like that was Gordon Hayward breaking his leg game one in a Boston Celtics uniform. Because that team had hype. Gordon Hayward coming off his first All-Star season. They got Kyrie Irving about two weeks before. They were going to beat the Cavs that year, make it to the finals. Brad Stevens reunited with Gordon Hayward. And that all crumbled down game one. As he broke his leg and was out for the season, never was the same player again. I don't want to see that, Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying that on that magnitude, those both situations, different sports, but still, hype dies down quick, especially by injuries, and so tough for the New York Jets right now. So that's my spotlight for this week. I'm so interested to see what Aaron Rodgers does. How he responds. Does he want to play again? I don't know. That's about for my spotlight this week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, College Ball Showcase. We had a great week 
of college football week two in the Howie Roll score sports college ball showcase i gave you my top 25 then i gave you my hot takes for the week last week we went four six in the hot takes week before four six as well so eight 12 in the year it's pretty good pretty good Shouldn't pretty good right now in the hot takes let's go again with our top 25 let's hop into it number one the michigan wolverines number two florida state seminoles number three georgia bulldogs number four texas Longhorns. hook them great win you had against alabama five ohio state buckeyes number six USC Trojans, 7, Notre Dame, 8, Alabama, 9, Oregon, 10, LSU, 11, Penn State, 12, Washington, 13, Tennessee, 14, Ole Miss, go Rebels, good when they had over Tulane, 15, Duke, 16, Utah, 17, Colorado, go Buffs, Deion's building something over there, 18, Oregon State, 19, Oklahoma, 20, Kansas State, 21, North Carolina, 22, Miami, 23, UCLA, 24, Clemson and 25, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's break it down. This whole entire top 25, starting at number one, my Michigan Wolverines. Keeping it rolling, that Jim Harbaugh, they get another easy win. Staying as my number one, two Florida State, same thing. Staying as my number two, Georgia, top three, all the same as last week. Now, number four, Texas. What a win that was against Alabama Crimson Tide. Quinn Ewers played great. Steve Sarkeesian drew up an absolutely perfect game, and then defense came up with they needed to, stopped Jalen Milrow. Five was the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm still a little bit unimpressed with what I've seen of Cal McCord so far. They're going to get a really true test in two weeks against Notre Dame on the road. I want to see how they respond to that. They officially named Cal McCord as a starter for the rest of the season. Let's skip over to number eight, Alabama. Like I said, maybe a quarterback switch needs to happen. Jalen Murrow, not doing it, not cutting it. Tommy Reese could go with his guy, Tyler Buckner, or type system off the bench, but Jalen Milrow really does not look like an Alabama starting quarterback right now, or a quarterback that should be leading a national championship caliber team, if that's Alabama thinks they are. So, Alabama, number eight. Oregon, number nine. They barely got out of Lubbock with a win. A little bit dangerous right there, playing with fire. Oregon, number nine. They were trailing in the fourth quarter of that game to an unranked Texas Tech. Ten, LSU, you're staying the same. Twelve, Washington, Michael Peggs Jr., playing like one of the best quarterbacks in college football, and that's no joke right there. 15 is Duke. Duke stayed up in my rankings, moving up a little bit more after their one against Clemson two weeks ago. Taking care of business this week versus Lafayette. 17, Colorado. Go Buffs. Another great win you had against Nebraska. And now the world knows, hey, Colorado, they're for real. Over-under on wins before the season was three and a half. They're currently at two. That might be the lock of the century. 17 was Colorado. 19, Oklahoma. Oklahoma keeping it rolling. Offense playing great. They took down SMU last Saturday. 21, North Carolina. You barely escaped the win over Appalachian State. And that's scary, in my opinion. You had to go to overtime into Appalachian State. Not really something I want to see out of North Carolina. A team that thinks they can be college football playoff, ACC champion, type of caliber. You got a great quarterback, Drake May. What do you have outside of that? Defense did not do anything that they did against a team like South Carolina, where they just dominated against South Carolina. They didn't do that against Appalachian State. A little bit concerning. 22, Miami, their ACC rival. They took down Texas A&M. Mario Cristobal, 2-0. Hey, Maybe some wheels are starting to roll. Now they're getting some fire burning. I want to see what Miami does for the rest of the year. 22, Miami. 25, Iowa closed out. I predicted that they would win over Iowa State in that state battle, and they did. That's about for my top 25 this week. Stay tuned for the hot takes and picks coming up next. Now, college ball hot takes. Not so many great games this week like we had in week two and week one. Still, college football, college football. Week three, hot takes coming up. Right now, first game might be the best game of the week. 
Tennessee versus Florida. Joe Millen struggled tremendously in week two versus Austin P. But I think he can do what he did in week one versus Virginia. They win this game in Tennessee over Florida. They dominate the Florida in the Swamp. Tennessee, terrible streak in the Swamp the past few years. They finally get a dub out there over in the Swamp. Tennessee over Florida. North Carolina versus Minnesota. I like North Carolina this one over Minnesota. Minnesota 2-0. Carolina 2-0. The PJ flight goes down right here to Mac Brown. His guys, North Carolina over Minnesota. LSU at Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Starkville, Mississippi. Not a good place to play. You got the cowbells ringing. You got everything going over there. You got a great quarterback and Will Rogers. You got a good coach in Zach Garnett coaching his first year as a head coach. They won a tough game against Arizona last week. So I think LSU dances around a little bit. Mississippi State. Maybe see a little overtime. Maybe see a little last minute kick. But LSU does end up winning versus Mississippi State. Very close, in my opinion. Missouri versus Kansas State. Missouri shows who they are, shows their teeth. They upset a top 25 team. I think for the one of the first times in the Live Drinkwitz era, Missouri upsets Kansas State. It's a big pick right there. Missouri, Luther Burton could be the best wide receiver in college football. And that's an overreaction right there. Missouri, Live Drinkwitz, they're building something over there. Missouri upsets Kansas State. The biggest upset of this week. Fresno State versus Arizona State. Fresno State gets another Good power five win right here. Kenny Dillingham goes over to one and two in the season. They win their first game very close. They lost their second game to Oklahoma State. They lose another one right here. Fresno State advances. Yeah, another win. Fresno State beat a really good power five team in the beginning of the year. First game of the season versus Purdue. They win another one right here over Arizona State. Fresno State, Jed Tedford over Arizona State. In the last hot take of the week, Alabama clobbers and destroys South Florida. And they're playing at South Florida. This is the first time in Nick Saban era, or one of the first times in Nick Saban era, that they're going at a non-conference unranked opponent. Unranked South Florida, they're going over there. This is pretty much just a recruiting pitch, in my opinion, to get those South Florida recruits in South Florida. Obviously, one of the best talent makers in the country. I think that's what Alabama's trying to do right here. They're going over there. They're saying, hey, we're only about 30-point favorites. Let's go over there. Let's beat them 70-0. Maybe they beat them 70-0. I don't know. Alabama destroys USF right here. That's part for the hot takes this week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. All right, so we got some news in the MLB this week. It's a trout on the line, everybody. Mike Trout may just be hitting those phone lines quick. Forward trade, everybody. He said, or the Angels said, report came out that if Mike Trout wanted to trade, the Angels would be willing to service Mike Trout by get letting him be trade. They wouldn't hold him out. They wouldn't do anything. They said, hey, if Mike Trout wants to be traded, which we don't think he does right now, but if he does, hey, we'll be okay with that. We'll figure something out. We'll probably move. That's surprising to me. This is your franchise guy. This is a guy who could have been the greatest trade value of all time if you traded him a few years back, but no, they didn't. Shohei Otani, they made that same mistake. So Mike Trout, on the line right now. Let's see where he goes. Do you think Mike Trout gets traded? Can we see him go back to Philadelphia, where his roots are, where he grew up a massive Philadelphia Phillies fan? Can we see the Yankees go after him? We see Steve Cohen go crazy and get him. Can we see him stay in LA and go over to Los Angeles Dodgers? I don't know if they have the trade value for that, but Mike Trout trade would break the MLB in my opinion. If they got rid of Trout and Otani this offseason, they're setting themselves up for the future. I think that's what you have to do right now. Mike Trout could be traded. They said, hey, he wants to be traded. We're willing to comply with it. Surprising to me. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. Now, at the buzzer to close out episode 136, I want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings, everybody. Minnesota Vikings, very disappointing in week one. They had some good offseason pickups, say, Byron Murphy Jr., good offseason pickup. Lost Alvin Cook, Alexander Madison didn't play very well. 
Byron Murphy Jr. Didn't play very well. So this team, a little bit struggling right now, in my opinion. And you're kind of in a dead point because you're saying, hey, Justin Jefferson, this is the best receiver in the game. Great. We don't have him under contract. We're not winning the Super Bowl this season, and we don't have him under contract. Let's start to panic a little bit. Because what if he wants to leave? Do we have to trade him? Do we have to let him walk? Kirk Cousins, done after this season, maybe for his career, maybe for his Minnesota Vikings career. Do you want to bring him back? Do you want to see if you can win a Super Bowl with him? I say no. Do you want to tank this whole season and go for a quarterback like Caleb Williams? I think it might be a little too late to do that. Or a guy like Shadur Sanders. Or a guy like Drake May. Would these guys, Justin Jefferson, great defense, be okay with that? I don't know. This team has so much potential to be great, in my opinion, to be a Super Bowl caliber team. But it might be the quarterback position that's leading them down. And I said this last offseason. I said, hey, Justin Jefferson, this guy wants championships. He's not going to win a championship with Kirk Cousins as a starting quarterback. So maybe tank for a guy like Caleb Williams. Maybe tank for a guy like Shadur Sanders, Drake May. Would that work? And Caleb Williams is the most quarterback pro-ready guy I've seen in years, ages. And his father said, hey, if we don't like team that's number one, we're not going to come out of the NFL draft. We're going to go back to USC. Well, the Vikings, you're going to have Justin Jefferson. You have a good offensive line. You have a playoff caliber team. With the Vikings tank this entire season, get rid of Kirk Cousins. Then does that make Justin Jefferson happy? Because this team has a lot of unresolved issues right now with the Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins contract disputes. You're saying, hey, Kirk, you're a good option, but there's better out there. But do we really want to let Kirk go and end up getting nothing good out of it? Because what if you don't get a good quarterback? What if you have a decent season, let's say 10-7 and lose first round of the playoffs and Kirk leaves you? You don't have a high draft pick. You don't have good capital to trade for a quarterback. Then you're an issue right there. Decisions coming up for the Minnesota Vikings right now. I don't know what their plan is. I don't think they know what their plan is. That's Pat Frout, the buzz this week. Now, the best for last question day. This week's question day is, who had the best showing in week one? My opinion was Dallas Cowboys with the close follow of San Francisco 49ers. Who's your pick with the best performance in week one? Any team, any player, any coach, you could say. Those are my, that's my question day right there. That's Pop Score Sports, Lane Frank, episode 136. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Score Sports on Instagram, at Score Sports for awesome daily news, content updates. Follow Score Sports on Twitter, at Score Sports. Follow Score Sports on TikTok, at Score Sports for more content. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best sports content in the game. We'll be back here next week, episode 137. Stay tuned.